0: and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation.
2: TCL is a proud
1: sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV
0: brand.
2: Hockey, yeah, yeah.
0: My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Time for Judd's Hockey Show, July edition. Zolgad, Lindsey Brown, Declan Goff. And uh, first of all, guys, I would like to wish you a Happy Brian Ralston Day! Yep, on this date in two thousand four.
2: Special day. Lindsey's
0: one of Lindsey's favorite childhood players. The best signed with, with the Wild and redefined, at least for a brief period of time, the shootout by stopping just inside the blue line and shocking goaltenders by, as you like to say, letting go with a clapper.
2: Is there anything better than a player on your hometown team who is good but not great, but? plays like he's out there to like he's great. Just like that that feeling around him. He had an aura about him.
1: That was my second jersey I got for my I believe my twelfth, eleventh birthday, the red, the red jerseys with the circle wild. Right one. when they
2: came out, that was right when those to be honest, started uh, right?
1: because I have the frame of a twelve year old still at uh, 26 and a half to Bucky. be precise. Uh, I I wore that jersey <laughs> up until like two years ago and it was basically a crop top. I, I wore it proudly
2: prove it proudly it's hanging <laughs> in my pictures can you put it on there
1: might be i will let you know well, oh my, what missed. was your first jersey a gabrick gabrick
2: gabrick you yeah. had it had to be gabrick yeah. right my, I, liked, I think gabrick was yeah. mine too and i was 10 when i was a youth hockey player when i was still skating out once in a while sure. it was not pretty but it was definitely i wore that jersey to practice one time and it was not a jersey you would wear to practice right. it was skin tight You could have would... got a brunette uh yeah, a Bruno a fifteen. He didn't come. He didn't come around. He wasn't there initially, was he? No,
0: that, that's but the pretty name. quickly.
2: Yeah, it's you're. Two thousand
0: three had what? Brunette jersey,
1: a Walls
0: jersey, yep. Pierre, Gabrick Mark for Bouchard, sure. Pierre Marc Bouchard, ninety
1: six. Yeah, yeah. lack la- anti laxen and West Walls in my first two. Anti fair Laksin, plays. and I forgot. I love those. I didn't have their jerseys, but, but I loved anti laxon Do you guys
0: remember that the first time? Because he. He had that consecutive game streak, which got to be pretty significant, that the first time oh. he was scratched was in that two thousand three playoff run. I they finally scratched him, this and it was entire a huge
2: storyline. Is lost. I no it was idea. a huge deal, really? Because it's like, he's, but, he's like the, but he's got Cal Ripken. Like,
0: well, but he, he's got the consecutive they' Jock's like, I don't care.
2: Yeah, Jock, well, I don't care. I, I play who I play. The trap. The trap.
0: Ralston, though, you're you're right, LB. That's a great one. He was because he wasn't a great player, but he was a really good player. He was
2: unabashedly but you're right. authentic. That's what he was. You
0: know who else I felt was like that? And he probably wasn't as good as Ralston, but he certainly had his um, had his strengths. West Walls. Yes. Like West Walls was never going to apologize for being West Walls. And you never looked at Wes and were like, "Man, that's a great player." But he did things well and carried himself with a confidence that that in hockey parlance is like that guy's captain material. He
2: had the sort of I'm going to be the hardest worker on the ice personality, um, both just in his actual personality and then in his player personality. When he, when you saw him, like he just had that tenaciousness. And Ralston was just, I guess, Wes Walls was Brian Ralston light. Literally, both yeah, in a fair, physical yeah. in a physical way and in a, in a personality. He just Brian Ralston was like the Jared Allen of the Minnesota Wild, basically. Do you
0: think he, he was that good? Because Jared well, Allen was not
2: necessarily in performance, but in terms of like legendary status. Because Jared Allen, you know, he had a mullet, he he had the rope the rope the bull celebration. Oh, he was, celebration. Yeah. He was he a was character. Just, he was just exactly he was a character, and that's what Ralston was because. You have to be a character, and you have to be like very confident in yourself, no matter what, to go in a shootout and just take clappers. But it was a great idea. Nobody does that. It's yeah, a no. stupid thing. But no. he, he would. He would. But make was it, it stupid. Work. But even if he didn't make, even if he didn't score, even if he missed the net ten feet over, oh, it was still like, you know what? Kuda, props to you, man, for even trying, because that just shows that he had balls. I
1: mean, between Ralston. Mark Bouchard's spinorama and even Gab uh, Koivu's to- backhand. Which used, drag to used to work. We yeah. used to work like you the Wild come t- in from it the Wild. Stop working when, when you guys DMs. were like four years old, yeah. but that's okay. first of all, no, we weren't. The Wild had like one of the best shootout lineups there was. Yeah, it was just a,
2: it was eclectic. Yeah, you never wear, knew yeah. what you were gonna get. Yeah. You never knew it was a the best. A that's podcast now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so wait, I I have got a quick Wald story for mm-hmm. you as far as his work ethic and uh his diligence towards the game of hockey. West walls was the only guy I've ever seen who who when the crowd was gone post game we'd go back up to the press box he would come out in sweatpants and skate and like work. I God. don't know if he was working on equipment things or his own game or not happy about something but I don't think I've ever seen being in the press box long after the crowd is gone and mm-hmm. the game is done That's I awesome. don't remember another player in the time that I've covered the North Stars are Wild coming out on a regular basis. And skating.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. But I, think about that. I think hockey fans and especially here, because most of us have played, we often view like Minnesota Wild players and just players in the league in general with the lens of being like, would I like them as a teammate? Would I wanna would I wanna go to war with this guy? Would I would I want him around? Would 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 he help us succeed? And that's where you that's why you see fans gravitate towards players like Brian Ross and like Wes Walls, because they would you would want them on your team and they they had that kind of pure old school hockey approach but they also had the understanding and i suppose some wisdom that they knew that not everybody else was like this and that was okay that maybe to get somebody else to their best level and their best game they needed to do something completely different or be just like a clown or whatever they they respected the purity but they understood that That's everyone's not them. And that just because they're the ones skating out there, it's easy to be like, well, they're out there working and getting things done. That's how they're improving. Not everybody, not everybody gets better by doing that. But he knew that he did and he respected how other players uh, prepared themselves. And that's what made them special.
0: Okay, we're recording this on Monday, July the 8th. Free agency (laughs) is still going on. There are still some players left out there. But the big names are basically not all basically gone.
2: Which is pretty much always with free agency. It's first Absolutely. week, and then it just trickles down. And Absolutely. then you like, then you get players where, oh, I didn't know that he existed in this. So game. we
0: we recorded a week ago mm-hmm. and talked extensively about what the Wild had done, the Zuccarello signing, and mm-hmm. I've heard different philosophies on that. But let's go league wide now. Okay, what do we think after having time to uh, digest things like uh, like Lee going back to the Islanders, Panarin going to the Rangers? What do we think about? who did what here and and who substantially improved themselves for the 2019-20 season and who might have blundered and taken a step back
1: I, I like New Jersey as I have made it very clear the last few weeks I think I really I, I really like knows. what they're doing and that that's an easy one mm-hmm. uh I loved Dallas going to get Joe Pavelski I think that pushes them over the top as well and I, I think the contract even though it's three years and a lot of money uh I don't see Pavelski's game slowing down so I I've I've dug that contract as well and then are, are we just doing winners right now yeah, sure. Just winners? Yeah, let's start Docs, with that. Because uh, I, I think those two teams are are the ones that have, have shown a, a ton of improvement. The, like, Colorado, I, I, I'm i confused a little. Like, they made a the nice trade with Toronto there, and that was probably their big move. But yes. I, I expected them to be bigger buyers with all that cap space, and maybe they're just holding on to it for, for next season.
2: And that Colorado move, just so everyone knows in case they, they haven't. That Are you talking about the Cadre trade? Yeah. Yeah. So, Toronto sends Nazem Kadri to Colorado uh, with uh, somebody I didn't write down their first name Rosen, and then a third round 2020 pick, and then Tor- Colorado then sent back to Toronto Tyson Berry, the defenseman who's a really good defenseman, yeah, really good defenseman, really good defenseman, really good defenseman which they obviously need.
0: But they're gonna and and the Avs yeah. have a ton of defensemen. Yes, that, now.
2: obviously, the first have, round pick they, also. They are the what the Wilds' defensive stable was like three years ago and before sure. we knew every, how everything was going to shake out. Um, but then Toronto gets Barry uh, Kerfoot and the player, and then a twenty twenty sixth, and it's just that seems like a trade that would be. It's just it makes sense for both sides. Yep. It's nothing. It's nothing too big. It's kind of like what what I talked about a few weeks ago, where you're, if you're going to make a trade, sometimes you just make the middling, you know, second tier trade because you're not going to get in too much hot water if it doesn't work out, and, and if it does work out, you seem like a genius. Right. So that could be that type of of a move. But what I. The biggest move that has been, at least, the most interesting to me uh, in terms of just the story, is the Sebastian Aho offer sheet from Montreal. Okay, I think Carolina, when they got news that Montreal uh, had had extended an offer sheet and for what the amount was, which turned out to be a five-year contract for a total of forty-two million, just over with a eight, just an eight and a half cap hit, and they were, if if I if I was Carolina, I'd be like, this is. A- Thing, yeah. right what is Montreal doing? Because the amount—that's the thing. It wasn't anything crazy. So, like, if you're going to do and an offer sheet, you a, do it big.
0: And that was a first, second, and third round pick compensation, right. correct? But, right. where, where the where the the next one up is like four first right. round picks, right? And which that, nobody would, right? And be that's crazy.
2: and that's where the restricted free agency gets so crazy because the dollar amount that is is what sets everything up. Because, as you said, Judd, and what you've been apprehensive about with signing like a Mitch Marner yes. to an offer sheet is the fact that it would demand a compensation of at least four first rounders. And that's just a huge haul, even for the, even in NHL standards. And, but you have to strike this weird balance because if you go too low, like what Montreal did, there's no chance you're going to get them. You're, there's no chance because Caroline just looks at that. That's a, that's pretty close to what we were talking about anyways. Yep. And, and clear as the story has kind of dissipated and people have gotten kind of a back back door um, understanding of what happened. Like, so Aho's agent was basically orchestrating, tried to orchestrate this whole thing and it did not work out for him and that the negotiations weren't going well. So you went up to Montreal and they're like, yay, let's do it with Montreal. And then they look at you like, this is the exact contract that we were basically looking at. And they were, they wanted longer term being Sebastian Aho and his agent or uh, or was it shorter term? He they wanted it so he could. It
0: might have been shorter. It might be you're right. Austin Matthews just went shorter term to Toronto. Yeah,
2: they're they're following the NBA model where they yeah. they want to have the ability to basically sign another max contract within their career than they would have otherwise, maybe even five years ago. Absolutely. Um, but that's where this weird balance is. It because if you if you offer too much, you're going to get screwed, and you might get the pl- You might get the player, and that might not be a good thing. <laughs> or you offer. Too little, and then you look like an idiot that, be, that you didn't value it. Right, correctly. but they couldn't
0: offer too much because too too much means that they they would have almost. I mean, Carolina would have been thrilled to get four first round picks. Sure, for, but that's for, what I mean. It's a I win. It's I a life. win
2: win for them in terms yeah. of Montreal because Montreal has picks sheeps, galore. This
0: is why teams don't do this. Yep.
2: Right, and it's just I just feel like it's it was a good idea that was poorly executed on on the Montreal side.
0: I, I think as long as restricted free agency plays out like it does now. Mm-hmm it's damn near impossible. That's it, why teams don't do it.
2: No, but it's There's fun no when they do. To, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. As fans, it's great. Because because one team could severe, have a huge victory and one but team could the, have a huge loss.
0: What's the incentive, if you're Montreal, to just have set a market and basically gotten sort of used and played? And, yeah, as soon as uh, the Hurricanes saw that, I'm sure they're like, this is fantastic. That's a great... This is
2: perfect. Right. Well, that's the thing, though, is that they had the intention to go get him, but instead the contract it was it was a thought to be a home run but it ended up just being a double but didn't the they actual know that? contract was a double probably not because it's montreal because they it's a dumpster fire they they get is it though? Ber- they Bergevin's get glossed like, over because ottawa is so bad
0: sure but they they've actually made some smart moves now in the last year plus i can't fig- figure them out like it doesn't it, hasn't translated year, to the ice. A year ago, no, but a year ago I thought, but they almost made the playoffs, and they, I think they're improving now. They're a weird team. So sort of
2: the Wild, but we don't talk about them in a positive. Oh, light. they,
0: yeah, no, they didn't.
2: If that's that's it. That's the <laughs> thing. It just feel, it yeah. depends. But I'm like, if you're gonna go for it, go for it. Just do it, Montreal. Just do it. You have, picks, but then do what? You just sign them to a big time. Just oh, get no. them.
0: I'm not giving up four first round picks for.
2: Well, so I, I wouldn't Aho, either, but I Montreal, like, but. you could totally see that. This is the yeah. same this is the same but then organization I go get and regiment but that then I go get that traded for Shea, that traded PK Subban for Shea Weber. Like this is the same. They're not <laughs> they make dumb deals up yeah, there. Peter Shirelli would be an excellent addition to that club. They're not smart. No.
1: Yeah, they they're not smart. They don't they don't know what they're doing. No. They, you had, you had to overpay for them, and Carolina gives, I mean, Ajo makes with signing bonuses, is going to get like twenty-two million over the course of twelve That's months. How they loaded yeah, the they front-loaded it because
2: yeah. he wanted to be able to get paid even if the lockout so, came through. I over. mean,
1: you think about it. There's not many players that are going to get tw- like who else is going to get twenty-two million over the course of a twelve-month span? Like I know Panarin got a big deal, but th- that is if you're Sebastian Ajo, this was a win-win for you, right? Because you got paid. Oh yeah, and you got to stay in Carolina, you, and it's he, five years. He, he signed that offer sheet knowing like. Well, I'm going to get signed back and care. I have no. He had no intention of
2: actually wanting to play in Montreal. Well, Sarah Sarah Sibian who covers who covers the the Hurricanes Perfect. for the Athletic, who has quickly turned into a cult like star I, in the hockey community. I am a proud member of that. I of that did community. not.
1: See her in downtown Raleigh over the weekend. I was looking for it, did not see her. Just Declan, you didn't see anything. Did not. You no, didn't see say, any. If you you're as drunk as you probably were yeah. in Raleigh, then you didn't see. Yeah, there, there were no a, new. There were no Lizzie's new memories right. made for I got a, you. I got on a scooter. That was probably a bad oh my decision. God. And uh, yeah. That was stupid, but yep. but she yep.
2: she's been she was on top of it and and she was very critical of what that she's she's been getting a ton of flack on on social media because the the Canadian you know Canadians fans have been getting after her because it's a it was a dumb it, it like I said great idea poor execution and she was being very honest about it and she she this whole thing could not have worked out better for the Carolina Hurricanes sure but this
0: is what but but there's a lot of people who are like why aren't more guys signed to offer sheets and this is why they right. don't do it right. it, it just no. makes it makes no sense and
2: in a league that's typically very out. conservative in their decision yes. making in general yes. yes it's that's a it's that's definitely a deviation uh, from the norm and then the other team that i think is has really done the best is is the islanders the anders lee deal to me i can't believe they got him to sign that deal it, he took he to be way. There. Le- I know, but that's that. But that's the thing. It's like it's a perfect storm and a perfect. I like marriage.
0: What, I, I like what they did, except for one thing. What the goaltender thing? I don't get.
2: Oh, Rob. Leonard. Why by letting him walk, yes. or for who they brought in? Well,
0: both of them. One, one, You just allowed a guy to walk who was basically willing to take your price. Something had to have happened there behind the scenes between uh, mm. Leonard and Lou Lamorello that we don't know because that was very odd. And then. Yeah. They brought, they brought in the guy from Colorado. yeah, Varlamov. Yeah, Varlamov. And I'm, he's okay, but I just don't get He gets get hurt the, a lot,
2: and he's not exactly a person of great character.
0: I don't get that one. That surprised me. Unless the Islanders think that Leonard's going to drop right off the face of the earth now and be terrible, and they know something that we don't know. Oh. Th- that one surprised me. But Lee going back is great, and he clearly, from day mm-hmm. one, had every intention of trying to go back there.
2: I think I, I'm not— this could be completely. This is this is what I think Lou Lamoriello is thinking when when this move this move is made. I'm thinking that Robin Leonard had a great year. He won the Bill Masterton Trophy for comeback player of the year. Obviously, great story. He's had, he struggled with addiction issues and and is definitely a role model for anybody who has that. And especially as a goalie, when you have it's just you have to have a certain brain. I think everyone who listens to this podcast would probably agree that I think a little bit differently than most than than you two and most. Sure. Um, but he hasn't been uh you know every day get put the team on my back starting goaltender in this league outside of last year and that team as good as it was and as good as some of their pieces are it got lucky a lot it got it it, it was a good team but there it was definitely a team of destiny where a lot of things went their way early because you don't nobody expected them to be good John Tavares walked like everybody expected them to be bad right. and so that's the thing where it's it just you kind of get taken away with the narrative of of that, and it's kind of similar to the situation that the Vikings had with Case Keenum. You're like, is this repeatable? Is this who he is, or is this an outlier of a year? And I think Lou Lamorello, with all of his experience, and sometimes that experience leads you to make the wrong decision, but I think that he probably said, hey, Simeon Varlamov has been a starter in this league for longer. He's kind of... Trying to rebuild his career because he's been injured so much and he hasn't he hasn't made great decisions and he's capable of really really good stretches of play as Robin Leonard is but I just would. think that he was uh maybe not as big of a splash in terms of having a higher ceiling but it's a safer bet for him to go and s- sign Varlam off to I think I have it written down five, I think it was a yeah. five year deal yep. and and for money that isn't bad really at all it's, it says uh. Where'd it go? Leonard. Leonard's signing one year for $5 million, That's the thing. And then Varlamov nothing. is four years at $5 million as well. $5 million for both. Five million dollars a year for Simeon Varlamov is a very fair deal. That just surprised me. And and I think that's probably what the thinking is. It's probably something completely different, but that's 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 what I well, think.
1: I, that's why I think it's a win for Chicago. It's a win for Chicago because they're taking a bet on this guy to help stabilize in the net if Corey Crawford Correct. still is, is broken. Absolutely. And and if he goes off and is a Vesna candidate again and 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 the and the Jennings winner well then if if Chicago gets their goalie in place they're back they're automatically back yep so Well, and
2: then they can manage his workload, yeah. and they can do like what they did with Braden Holpe in Washington a oh, couple you mean, years ago.
0: Do you mean teams not playing their goaltenders too much? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, we're going to talk about that right. sometime else. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with but that. But
1: I, I think that's a good thing for Chicago. Is they they get their solution? Oh, I'm goal. with you. Perfect yeah. move yeah. for them. It couldn't could
2: not work out better for for both Leonard and Chicago in terms of he, him getting another one year deal. Another. It seems like now that they're there are prove it deals. And then there are players like Leonard, or like where they're, they just end up being late bloomers, and then they do it for a year. But you almost need to reinforce it again, prove it again. Sure. And and that's the thing. And and Chicago, you're absolutely right, Declan. They have pieces, and it's just because there's been some inconsistency on the back end. And if they are able to stabilize that and have a backup goaltender, should Corey Crawford, I don't know, get injured or play, go to hell? You have somebody who's not just capable of of holding down the ship, but someone who could help generate new success for your team as well. And
1: both are on one year con- last year their mm-hmm. contracts. Cor- yeah. Chicago- done for this year.
2: Shockingly, Stan is managing this this rebuild incredibly well.
0: And m- more and more teams are going with the co uh, co goaltender philosophy, mm-hmm. which makes sixty forty
2: sense. more than a- more than 85-15. Uh,
0: Absolutely mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Yep. Okay, my favorite. My team that won because they, to me, have set the blueprint for what should be done here. Mm-hmm. The New York Rangers. Oh, they are they are setting the blueprint for how you do it. They are. You they send are, a letter. They are you send it. a letter to your fan base saying, "Folks, we're bailing on things yep. here, but we've got a plan here." Gone are the five years. This is a rebuild. It's going to take five years. The, two and a half. The Senators now. thing is ridiculous because you can't tell people, "Hey, in two thousand twenty-three or two thousand twenty-four, <laughs> we're coming." Right. This has to be done quickly. The Rangers did this perfectly. They did. They, they stripped away, created tons of cap space, mm-hmm. signed Panarin, who I absolutely love. Yep. Everything the Rangers are doing to me is the blueprint for how you do it now. And, yep. and I don't know if in it's going to work. But in an expedited fashion. If you want to turn it around quickly. In an yeah. expedited fashion, but to make yourself attractive quickly as well. Yep. Like everything that, that they have decided in their direction here now makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. And if I'm the wild, I look at this and be like, "That's that's us. That that can be us. Could if be. Us. Can, it could be. If we can do this correctly. But that yeah. also means trading, making some tough trades. Exactly. That also means making decisions that are not going to be immediately popular, and being, and this is the thing I like most: being very public and open about that. Mm-hmm. You know, not trying to hide stuff. So mm-hmm. when you trade a guy, you you acknowledge. You know, the worst thing Craig did was was at the deadline. Is sending that deal out to a season ticket holders saying, you know, we are very much still trying to compete. And be mm-hmm. no, that's not what you're doing. That's fine, too. Right. You are the message that you're sending with these trades is you're going in a different direction. And mm-hmm. I think if you're transparent about that, no one faults you. Right. So what. The Rangers have done, not just within the past few weeks, but basically as a philosophy for the last, what now, year plus, two years? Yeah. Strikes me. 20
2: months, maybe. 20 months. Yeah.
0: Strikes me as the absolute ideal, if I was a wild fan, of what I want. And that's being transparent with a fan base and your veteran players who can't be traded. And that's also comes back again to why you don't sign a guy like Zuccarello to a five-year no-move contract. Uh, clause contract right because that's what you don't want that's the corner you don't want to put yourself into yet. Someday you do. Right. Just not now.
2: And that's the thing, Judd. And that and that the the Rangers and, and the, the Jets even a few years ago are showed signs of this just a little bit longer. That you have the honesty is the big thing because as as much as we like to say like fan stuff doesn't matter. It matters and it matters in hockey markets because like New- like Minnesota, New York is uh, is an educated hockey market. They're not as educated as us, so we can still keep that little medal for ourselves. No, you're right. But well, and
0: hockey fans peer Pierre- hockey right. fans because it's still a big enough of a cult sport. Right. Know what they're looking at.
2: Right. And that's like the th- they're not
0: like oh, I'm just Joe Joe fan joins for playoff
2: runs. Right. But
0: Joe fan is not really there on night one when you drop the puck.
2: right. And that's so the I'm thing. And you. so they were honest but like you said Judd the way that they're the way that they're reconstructing this roster and it's kind of like in a flash pan moment where they're kind of doing three moves at once where the f- now the fans are they're, they They've been they've been told the truth which is great. They're like all right let's see what you can do. And and that's one key difference between the Wild and the Rangers right now but we the Wild are making trades it's sure. just that they're not making the right trades the Rangers are making the right trades and are they're making the right decisions some of that goes into luck some of that goes into other other things but for the at the core even fans will stay with you through a rebuild if you're giving them pieces of something to be excited about. It might not be a finished product. It's not a finished product with the Rangers, but the Panarin signing puts them back on a track and gets that excitement back in the building. And they're going to be willing to watch that team, even if they suck because they see the effort that's being made to rebuild and not just going out and saying, we're going to go get p- players just to get players. You're getting the top player. Mm-hmm. You're getting the best free agent out of the class. And you're doing that. And communicating that, and you're able to basically just not only rebuild your organization from a player personnel standpoint, but rebuild your relationship with the fans and rebuild your reputation within the league. Because they, if, if they didn't make these decisions, then the Rangers just become one of those teams that all of a sudden, you know, nobody wanted to go to the New York Knicks because there's just a weird aura about Since around the organization. The right. But it's the same aura around it, that that that's what players are going to gravitate towards in free agency, and that's what's plaguing the wild, is that they don't have that feeling around the organization where it's not in complete like chaos, but it's changing enough, and there's a plan well, in place. Well, everybody,
0: what, what I, I like here is, it seems like everybody that runs the Rangers is on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't look at them and say, I wonder what their
1: plan is. Right. What's the GM right. doing, but what's the owner
0: That's saying? the problem here. Right. Yeah. And, and to be clear, because I know that. And both are I'm,
2: outlying situations. Absolutely. Both of them are unique in of and of themselves. to be
0: clear, because I, I know that I'm going to get notes about this if I don't clear this up. I am not implying that the Wild could have or should have signed Panarin, okay? I'm talking about this as an That's o- exactly what you're implying. As an overview, no, I'm going to get, they couldn't have signed him. He wanted to go to the East Coast. Their structure, though, and the blueprint for what they have done is what I like. So I'm not saying that the player right. would have come here. He wouldn't have. But I love the fact that they got themselves to a point very quickly where they can plug and play with this really key piece mm-hmm. after being open and honest about what the direction was and having people on the same page as opposed to what Declan said, which is when you clearly don't or or there's certainly not definition of that.
2: Right. You're always going to have the New York factor, the L.A. factor. That's That's a factor. It's a thing. But it's one factor and one thing, and I think we put way too much into it. If this organization that being the Minnesota Wild or any other organization, you y- if you have the right pieces and the right culture around it, you may not win most of the battles, but you might win one one year where it changes the entire course of everything. Structure. And that's the thing, is like you're not gonna be able to compete with the big lights of, of Times Square or or the beaches of LA. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try your best to make that organization the absolute Best case scenario for a player, and so that they can be like, well, Minnesota. It's not flashy. It's not exact. It's not Toronto. It's not whatever. But it's a good place, and it's it's still a decent market. That you, all you need is to win one battle.
0: Well, and it's it, not
2: going to happen every year, but it might happen if you keep doing that.
0: And the perception of the players who might join your team, i.e., uh, Joe Pavelski, is mm-hmm. you can win a cup. Yeah. He went to Dallas solely because he said, and he's right, they could win a cup. Yeah. You don't look right. at this team right now Based and say— Based on who they have on roster exactly. and,
2: and the decision-making processes and and, and uh, tendencies that the management has made thus far, and they're investing in their vision.
0: Biggest loser thus far, let's start with Declan
1: here. Florida. What the hell is Florida doing? I don't understand— Some people like what they've done. I Well, I love being wrong, so I'm sure I'll be wrong here in six months. But You
2: admit it, though, and uh, we love it. Yes,
1: I do. I, I don't know what you don't like Bob? they're trying. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the contract. I don't like the contract for Bob. Uh, they had to get one of those two guys. They had to get a goalie because they physically didn't have one. Nah, but, it's not like
2: they drafted the top prospect out of the draft or anything. Yeah,
1: and obviously, you know, okay, we know Spencer Knight probably won't be ready for a couple of years. Yep. That's fine. Yep. But giving a guy a seven-year contract, and I, is it no move? Yep. Oh, I'm sure they
2: all yeah. are. Yeah. The goal, no goalies move. almost always are, at least for, through the first I'm guessing 6 I've years. I've got a
0: no-move no contract and I don't even play in the league.
2: What the hell are you trying to accomplish? They did I, that to keep you contained. It's
1: PR, Declan. And also I'll tell you why it's yeah. PR. The Wild, they the, the Wild are one of the biggest losers of free agency. Of I, I it, it's it's clear. They sign a guy to a no-movement clause who's 32, putting a long jam at your forwards, stunting your youth development. They're they're a loser to me. They're they're a loser in free agency. And 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 you know what? It's It's not just Paul Fenton's fault anymore. It's the owner's fault. It's the GM's fault. The entire direction, they're doing the opposite of what we were just talking about with New York. They don't know what they want to do, and now they're crippling themselves going forward. They have these contracts that are going to bog them down for five more years again. We're only halfway through the Parisi and Suter deals. Happy
2: times. Uh,
1: They took the complete wrong direction. They should have taken my advice and signed Wayne Simmons for one year, maybe traded for this Gustav kid from Russia. And that's what I would have rather done. Can
0: I I mention one thing quick that drove me crazy? So as teams were signing players, I saw a note somewhere saying – the, the U.S. TV contract is up, like, within the next couple of years or so. Yep. yep. And it said, We're well, diversify teams are it. teams are very optimistic that when that the new contract is signed, because, yes, it, it's probably going to go NBCSN, ESPN of some sort, and it's ob- which they should have all- done years ago. It's been NBC
2: exclusive and before yeah. that, like, versus exclusive because for Gary, years, which because is, Gary, is the stupidest thing of all, all time. Gary came
0: from the NBA, which we all know is not on multiple networks whatsoever. <gasps> so, but anyway... The note I saw said, and teams are very confident that the salary cap will rise when this deal is in place. Uh, Where have we heard that before? We've never
2: heard about you salary cap really, rising you, and then not you doing really it You really are going all. to
0: assume the salary cap in this godforsaken league is going up? Honest to God, who's that stupid? I the mean, Parisi and Suter contracts, which none of us would undo because at the time it was great. Well, I'll always say that. Mm-hmm. But my God, what was the one assumption we all made that day? Oh, the salary cap's going to go up, so it should be no problem. At the same
2: percent. It always does go it up. It took for until the most this part. Part. year. to it just get... go. It goes up, instead of going up right. six inches, you're going up one. It
0: took until this year to get cap room again. Mm-hmm. So don't. I never want to read again. Oh, the seller cap is sure to rise. No, it's not. It's the NHL.
2: Just assume you're not. Just assume it's not rising, or it's rising that it's you're, not going to make anything.
0: You're a biggest loser, um, or losers.
2: Well, since we beat the I don't, wild, yes, and we won't be. I won't go further into that. But one team that just, I just I don't, I don't necessarily mean it's a loser, but I'm just I'm curious that they're not more active, and that would be the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. They may have made a couple moves. I'm not going to spend my time trying to figure out which third line grind forward they signed to make it better, but they're a team that. They have a couple of guys on roster that have done things of note and aren't exactly getting old, old yet, but they're not young. And, and I think that it was weird after they won that, their back to back cups that, you know, Washington goes on and beats them, beats them and overcomes this, the giant monkey off the back and the whole thing. I, I think if Pittsburgh wins that series, I think they, put, they have just as good a chance as anyone to, to win that cup and that changes a lot of their decision-making going forward. But with Sidney Crosby and Malkin, and, and I, I did, I'm not sure if they've re-signed Matt Murray yet because I know that he has, he's due for a contract. I'm not sure if that I forget. But you have these superstar, transcendental, you know, generational talents, yep. and I'm not sure where exactly they are with their cap situation. I'm guessing that it's pretty tight. And especially when you have players like Chris Letang, who are great players when they're on the ice, but he's had trouble staying on the ice, and to no fault of his own, both hockey injuries and just illness—he had a stroke Stroke, and stuff—like where maybe they're handcuffed a little bit, like the Wild were a couple years back, where where you just like you want to do this, but you just can't, and it's tough to get. It's tough to shed cap space. There's no NBA three-team deal where you just say we're going to trade this guy so we they can buy him out, and then you can shed. Seventy million dollars in cap space. If you're creative, you can't do that in the NHL. So, I mean, it are could they make another run? Sure, but based on what's going on in that organization and their abilities to, to kind of rework that roster, they're running out of time. And I think, I I think three is still low for a cup count. For are City they Crosby. blackhawking? Um,
0: it feels like a little bit like blackhawking.
2: I feel like they're doing it less so because, for some reason, I mean. It's but not it's almost it's almost the exact same but in for some reason in my mind in terms of perception that there are more mainstays like holdovers in the Pittsburgh organization than there was in the Blackhawk organization. And the bottom like,
0: has not come close to falling out right. of them. Right. And yet. then the but
2: Blackhawks did this every year it seemed like they were shedding a player that was really yeah. good. That Bufflin, Shaw, Bickel, all these guys where they ended up performing that every that year. Carolina. Right. Every year there would be a player that Rose to the occasion further than anybody thought and ended up being a big piece, but they couldn't pay him. So Chicago was in that type of mindset. Pittsburgh's never really been in that mindset, so maybe that's why they're struggling. But it's very similar. But I, I just, it's a weird bit. I'd expect more from them.
0: I'd like to uh, say Ken Holland and the Oilers come on down. What, what are you doing? You're not doing. You're not doing anything. You're taking a nap. What? No, but honest to God, now this and this is why I don't yeah. like. Listen, I'm an old guy myself, but. Recycling these old time GM hockey guys. I'm mm. a hockey guy. Like, what are you doing? What are the Oilers doing? They're not doing.
2: Like, they're looking for direction from someone. No, but can That's you? It.
0: But you know, to right. our point. Chirelli's gone now. That's fantastic. Right. Um, you've got a new coach in Tippett, who is also an old school recycled hockey guy. Mm-hmm. Holland, who became president of the Wings when his protege Iserman, came in, became GM. Right. Turned out that he still actually the, wanted to be a GM. The home,
2: the the prom date bit. And yeah, and Holland
0: yep. and Ken Holland did a fantastic job of building up the Detroit Red Wings in the nineties. But what's what again? Connor McDavid. Like if I'm him, aren't you looking around and saying, well? We're not doing much here
2: because they're not. You're absolutely right, but that's the thing. But it's driving me crazy. This is it's wasteful.
0: If you ask me, a team that I, as a hockey fan, desperately want to see in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. really, really bad. It's not the Wild. That's fun as a as you know to go to games. It's not the Wild. It's easily the Oilers. I want to see Connor McDavid.
2: Right, so bad. That's I mean. it's, it's all driven by public and player perception of what the organization is. Because when he was drafted, Lucic, which at the time was fresh off of being traded to L.A., when he was still a real, he was a good player. Sure. Like, he was still thought that to big, be a big shaker, like a big mover, absolute, where he was he was an important cog pl- in your team. He was team. a playoff player. Yes, absolutely. That he actively chose to leave the Kings, who also were still technically a cup-winning organization, where that that same feeling was around there. That he chose to come there. That feeling around the Oilers has gone out quickly. Oh, uh, t- thanks. Are you, what are you taking pictures of? We're Snapchatting right now.
1: No, no screenshot. I'm just I'm letting Paul Fenton know that the podcast is coming up and and if he wants to listen, he can listen. For pointers. that sounds like pointers. a bunch of um, to be Actually, uh, are we his talking son, about? His son listening. Yeah. I make sure his son. What were we listening. talking about? The Oilers.
2: The Oilers. Sorry. But that's what I mean and that's where you run into these struggles where these little things add up because the Oilers are as much of a legacy organization as anyone, anyway, like Wayne Gretzky. But, but that's but that's it, the thing; they are that's how bad they are because they they can't. get and anybody by the way, to come there, have
0: they gone and got goalie help? Because Chiarelli's last thing was signing Koskinen to an extension. I don't know; he's after that like good. seven
2: games. But I, yeah, I, yeah, like what are they doing? There, how can you do nothing? They, the league, I, step in. They are the Oilers are the definition of like a uh, twenty five year old girl that goes to the bar has. Two and a half drinks, and it's right before you go over the edge. Declan, you're familiar with the edge.
1: The edge, you know yes, yes. The, women know. the edge of glory, Thank as God. we
2: call it. Thank God, <laughs> I have
0: no idea what the you're edge talking of, about. It's just
2: like when you're a little buzzed, and then all of a sudden it just hits you. You're like, oh, and I'm drunk. Like that's okay. the I, I call it the edge of glory. But how's
0: that? But how's there any glory here?
2: But that's what I mean. They're they're perpetually stuck in the buzz stage where. You're thinking about being more fun, but you still don't have the courage to do it. But once you go over the edge of glory, that's when you're like, hell yeah, I'll jump into a bush. Hell yeah, I'll take a scooter down okay. and try to do wheelies. I am
0: one season away from, from really hoping that McDavid goes in there and says, just trade me. Just get me out of here, and I know he's got the contract. He
2: might now because.
0: But I am one. But Sports I leagues
2: mirror each other, man, and the and NBA is an example. It's starting to leak in, take, and I, he could he could be the one. I that can't starts take this that. though.
0: I can't he, take this. I can't can take a the player. One. I can't take a player that good being stuck in Canada on a horse bleep run team when he should mm-hmm. be he should be in the states ideally. Just because it, it would certainly help. I mean, can you imagine him in the Gretzky path of being on the Kings, for instance?
2: Oh my God! How if, much fun that would Chad, be. We just need to pot. Let's pause for three seconds to let that sit.
0: Three,
2: two, one. Connor McDavid on the Kings. And the Kings
0: can give them everything you they want. You just gave me
2: the warm and fuzzies. The Kings Thank can you. give.
0: Well, and and if you're the Kings, you got to start doing something soon because you, you got to, uh, you got two co tenants in that building that play with a round ball that are going to. And I'm not saying that nothing's the,
2: going on in LA next year. What do you mean? And
0: I'm not I'm not trying to apply that the Kings can compete with the Clippers or the Lakers, but Connor McDavid would make it the place to be. As far as hockey goes, no,
2: Wayne Gretzky could come out of retirement and join that team right now. They're not going to beat. It. They're not going to get attention away from me Well, the NBA
0: anyway, there. Connor McDavid in the states would be great. It would be. Great. And I'm about to give up on the fact that the Oilers are ever going to do the right thing. He
2: could be. So they're my losers, he and I could hate them be for this. what LeBron did when he started signing the one, the one year, two year deals, but the second year was a player option. That's set all of this in Mc, motion in the NBA. And McDavid
0: just signed a long term contract, right? But he in Edmonton, could be
2: because of his star power and his talent. And, and the dysfunction of, of the Oilers organization, he could be one of those basically watershed moments in the in the league where he could demand a trade and it might have to happen because of the groundswell of public support, not just with – I mean, not in Edmonton, obviously, but public perception like you, Judd. People like you would be writing, yes, 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 let's go. And so that's the thing. It's it's It, it could – I think that's something that definitely could be in the cards, especially if they if the Oilers continue to just, like basically throw darts at an archery target rather than a dartboard. Dart. That's what they're anything. doing. They're throwing darts at an archery target, and, they they're, just, and then they're they're missing it because so, it's a it's a baby arrow.
0: So poorly. Run. God, so metaphors poorly run. are great today. Last uh, last puck thing. I bring you this uh, this notes column. It's called Slapshots. New York Post. Larry Brooks. Legendary hockey writer. I'm going to redo a quick I paragraph. Oh, that is. Oh, he, is. he's the guy who uh, who spent his entire time when Jacques was the coach of the Devils ripping the trap, and Jacques and Larry Brooks hated each other's
1: guts.
2: Oh, cool. So oh, shocking. He's Jacques didn't have a good relationship guy. with the media. What? I love Jacques. Jacques was great. Oh, he's but a great he didn't, quote. But he didn't, like, yeah, the, but he didn't
0: like the fact that people saw that the trap was absolute crap. Uh, so, this paragraph, Rap. very quickly. We're told the moves by the Wild in signing Matt Zuccarello to a five-year deal and by Dallas in adding Joe Pavelski and Corey Perry were influenced by consistent pressure on management by ownership in both precincts. In Minnesota, after only a year on the job, GM Paul Fenton is under extreme scrutiny. Yeah, and Dallas Dallas tried
2: to rip their entire team out in public. But but the
0: difference with Dallas is I look at Dallas and, and I see scrutiny that is justified as being a cup contender. It's very interesting that this is out there publicly that the Wild GM, who was hired to replace a guy who got the team to the playoffs a bunch but could never get past the first round, basically. Right. And at the very best, the second round, after one year here. This is, to me, this note, to go back to Declan's point, is not just about Fenton. It's Mm -hmm. about Craig Leopold. It's about the fact that, like, how can there be, I get the scrutiny, and I agree with what Brooks wrote, but if you think about that, one year in, to this guy trying to, like, retool this thing now. You're under scrutiny to try and – Dallas it's legit. Yeah. Here? That's really interesting. To but make. that's
2: the thing. I think the the actual the actual story that blurb is the obviously the A topic, but the the B role is the fact that the owners are being that actively involved and not just demanding that but but doing it in the way that the Dallas ownership did publicly 8 9 months ago. And then obviously Craig, it was very apparent and very odd that he was sitting at the draft table during the draft like that, that most owners most sports oh, teams owners most He's most professional fun. sports teams owners are very they're not I'm not saying they're apathetic but they're just they're hands off. Sure. And so that in itself boosts the story because both of those franchises they're they're the, they're the same coin just different sides. One's heads, one's tails, one's up and one is down. And they're they're absolutely right and and that's the difference between why Pavelski, and, I mean, I don't, I don't really want anything to, to do with Corey Perry. I, I wouldn't want uh, to yes. no Poor thanks. guy. He's I mean, old. He, the game just. He's washed up. Sorry. He's kind of He could play, kinda, he's kinda play a very
0: nice role. He could play Maybe. a very nice small role if there. If he adjusted but his mentality, but he could. If you're here, I wouldn't have signed he's him. He's got
2: he's got, no. got fourth-line skill, but still has a first-line head. That's the problem. First-line mentality. You have to adjust your role and your expectations. And here, here expectations. it, it would right. have made sense. But it's that's like, Corey Perry in general. He's a prick.
1: It's like Heatley's drop-off. I mean, just great player and just. Bottom just dropped out way too early than it should have.
2: That's yep. what I mean because he, was, he wasn't he was performing yeah. up to the star level. It ate away at his confidence, and then he got defensive and basically went into, well, F you guys. I'm going to keep doing what I want because I'm Danny Heatley and I scored 50 goals in 07. Well, and I've that, tried and, that and And, and, and created the, great, the probably the greatest hey. parody account in all of hockey or, or spurn the inspiration. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my But God. We,
0: we all know that that would never take place here, that the locker room here would never have problems. So right. don't even worry about that here.
2: Right. Right. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's
0: absolutely great. All right. Last thing, Declan, how drunk were you exactly? <laughs> yeah. Over the Fourth of Scale July. Scale
2: one to eleven. Uh, oh in Raleigh God. with your brother,
0: right? Uh, oh, who's listening right now? Yeah. It's it's your who, brother.
2: He's, he's the only person still that can listen in. live to a podcast. Still, he's probably somehow still with two too, tuned
0: in. Declan's brother, and, and then who's our guy? Is it Joe on Twitter?
2: Which Joe? What?
0: There's a guy who tweets us constantly uh, Not our Pedro. Oh, our um, uh, no, not Paul Pedro.
2: Ron. Ron. Ron, yes, Ron, Ron, Ron. Hey, Ron. Shout out to, you, Shout we out know to Ron. You to
0: if you're still listening, God bless you. But yeah. you're like, there's about four people that still are, and one of them is Ron. <sighs> They're going to learn how to make audio themselves. Who then is going to com- so is complain by Thursday about when is your next
1: hockey podcast, you need to do more. Uh, yes, on a ski- I was blitzed. I mean, I, it, it Could was, you have it gotten
2: married? Like, no. Would that be in the realm of possibility? No. You would have is shown Raleigh up in a or something yes, like that.
1: Yes, Raleigh is a great town. I He lives in Cary, which is right the next town over. Uh, of Raleigh, so I've been to Charlotte. But he's no been about a, he's about a 15, 20 minute drive from to downtown Raleigh. All right, and and we mostly stayed in his little. He lives in a cul de sac, and, and there's and it's a great little neighborhood, and he's got great neighbors. Oh, he's got kids. He's um, living dad life. Yeah, he's living American dad life. He, he lives, but but I mean, I'm a I'm a small guy. I'm five foot nine and a hundred and thirty five pounds, soaking wet. Lucky, <laughs> and but don't let my frame fool you in a way, like because. Over the Fourth of July, him and I bought, he bought a case of Budweiser because you know holiday, free advertising here. And then I love my Coors Banquet We can plug Budweiser, they're good people. I'm, uh, I'm insane, and between both of us those those cases of beers were gone over 24 hours. So that means I we averaged about 16 beers. I don't feel like taking those beers down is that tough to be honest with you. But now, if we were talking craft beers.
2: Well they're not when you put them in the helmets when you have the they have the straw with the yeah. double with the we with can, the we double can. exhaust
1: I think I found the next Judd Athlete challenge if you, if you think it's oh, not God. it's not too hard well, to Well I'm not them all saying down.
0: it's easy I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> that you don't get royally ripped for a long time so, there yeah. as opposed to like a provider which right. or a size 7 from the fine folks here which will so, it, on the floor Bunnings within three it,
1: it was just beers at his house, but then Friday night we went to downtown Raleigh and, and went okay. to some nicer bars. Dad got and, out, huh? And <laughs> Dad got, Mom and Dad got out. I, I got them on scooters, the electric, because their scooters are down there too. Okay, got them on that, bad. hooked them Tell up. Them that's a stupid idea. No, but we were sober during then. It's the, the, a stupid
2: the, idea for safety, but it's a great fit. The, 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 the it's really fun.
1: We were sober for the scooters. We were we were not drunk on the scooters. We lifted. Uh, sober, after drunk, that. I don't care. You should have scooters. Yeah, maybe. So that's what happened.
2: I tend to measure partying and like. In terms of how drunk were you, and what what is in the realm of possibility that you could have done, how drunk were you? And that's where I'm like, oh, the wedding chapel thing. I had a couple of pops on Fourth of July, and I got sunburnt. <laughs> I I got like Picasso sunburnt on one part of my leg because I couldn't I couldn't go swimming. Where'd I, you go
0: for Fourth of July, like a pool, uh, lay,
2: up, oh, okay. up there, a little, yep. little little cabin life up nice. there, and oh nice, and uh, Very I was like out, I was you. out there in my Ron Swanson way, Ron Swanson T-shirt and a megaphone. It's not
0: cabin for for hockey people Dude, not, it's, not called a cottage. A, it's called it's no, called cottage no no no, no hockey no, people no, in canada no, call it a cottage no, no cottages pierre lebrun was at the college a co- no
2: no I, I that 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 pierre lebrun just because pierre pierre lebrun says it's a cottage doesn't mean it's the thing but it's a cottage. we it I was cottage. it was a good time oh but God. but i was not nearly competing at the uh at yep. the level that decker Set, was sat
1: on saturday my last full day, we didn't even drink cuz it was
2: they had to Could, take a break. We had
1: to break. We had to take
2: a break. Also, so wait,
0: this was Thursday, Friday, no Saturday, Wednesday,
1: Thursday, oh, Friday, yeah, and
2: they were at church at eight AM. Oh no, praying with sins.
1: God, yeah, your liver's hurting by that. It still hurts. Still hurts. It's been I, I, seventy-two it, hours. It, it still hurts.
2: I, I would think it would. It sounds like a, it sounded like a great so that's what time. Happened. I'm jealous. What'd you do on the fourth, Judd?
0: Went to a movie. What'd, What'd you think? see? What'd you see? Um, a, a documentary called Echo in the Canyon. It's about what's it about? Sixties. It's about the sixties music scene in Laurel oh. Cannon in, in Los Angeles. That's up your very, oh. good. very up your alley. I route. loved it, but it's old school stuff. Right. Old school stuff. And
2: shout out to the and US women's national eight. team.
0: Yeah. That was a that's now now what's more competitive? women's hockey, which has Canada and the US as really good teams, or soccer? What do
2: you mean? What, what do, do you mean by competitive what what what, as as, what as, as far as, are you trying to win?
0: As far as actual amount of teams that, that are legitimate competitors and really good like in hockey in
2: professional league or in international no, play
0: in o- olympic slash world cup international oh, soccer
2: is much more diversified okay that's, I, that's yeah. I was hockey is just it's it's usa and canada almost always unless, some, me... unless somebody doesn't show up which it's usually nice that drives
0: me crazy because it's like i want to see more good teams
2: right finland's doing things okay. uh sweden does in Like, the, the, yeah in women's hockey and then but soccer is just they've, USA, had, they've had a head they've had a head start yeah. soccer is a more accessible sure. game and i'm just, not ripping that no. i'm just
0: saying like the, the more teams that get competitive yes around the world yeah the better
2: yeah and 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 that's it th- and that was a great game yesterday, and that's what I said with Declan with Budweiser. I plugged them because they they announced yesterday that they were going to be sponsoring the NWSL um, and the salaries, and they're going to sponsor. So that's you good on them after for hockey for professional yeah. women's good, hockey. Yeah, good get on them. Bud,
0: get Budweiser yeah, sponsored. Good man.
2: on them. I tweeted at them. I said I don't drink beer, but I'll buy a case a case today because uh, I'll, help you, I'll help you drink I, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll get I'll give it <laughs> to no, you. How about just that? Take it. I'll buy you two cases. <laughs> Declan then. will just take it. I'm going to buy two cases. I'm going to and then we're going to tape the entire thing, and you're going to drink as well, we won't, we Oof. probably shouldn't do as many as you can because then you're, it's that's too that's like a frat party. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get an IV in you first. Okay. All right.
0: All right. We're done.
2: Bye. Bye.